What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 147 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and galactic emissary, Eric Getty Gettinger. Prepare yourself for pixelation, noobs. Come on. You pixelating? Joel's pixelating. I'm, I'm pixelating. As he, as he fades out of, out of screen. Yeah, he's in and out of... <laughs> he's not even focused here. Along with me is real-life space invader, Alex Arona. I'm a hugger. Get over it. No touching. You know the rules, dude. You know the rules. It's called HR. Yeah. How long is too long of a hug, HR lady? Any, 45 seconds? 50? Any no I think anything under... Doesn't count as a hug if it's anything under than 45. I, 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 we we need HR. We need to hire <laughs> hire outside of Arona here. Yeah, but which Arona? <laughs> we need HR over HR. We also have with us a man who is no stranger to alien abduction. Joel, do it. They keep stealing my cows. How am I supposed to get my raw milk fix? Oh, that's right. We started this year on that uh, health kick. Oh. I do love carrying jokes over through multiple episodes. What kind of milk did you guys buy? Is it like a 2% whole skin? Whatever the blue cap is. Usually that's 2%. 2%. Joel, you're going to have to mute my track. No. For that whole, for that whole last 10 seconds. Uh, no. I do whole milk now because uh, that's what uh, the child requires. It feeds. Raw. Raw whole milk? It Straight feeds. from the cow? Nah. All right. Uh, we also have 1991 Asteroids champ Alec Parks with us. You know, absolutely nothing about that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's real good. Because we it's also ranting. have your rival and big brother of the podcast, Phil Arona, back with us. Bring us uh, home I think you missed the opportunity to use some Futurama references and missed that last line. <laughs> Damn. Damn it. All right, guys. Podcast is canceled this week. I failed the city. I You the failed city. this city. And then like the <laughs> as they pan out into the uh, never mind. This is a bad Island reference. flashback. Is that a Futurama reference? No. No, that's we're on Arrow and Arrow. Arrow, they're on okay. WB. All right. Back in my day, flashback of an island. Yeah, that lots of flashbacks, an obscene amount for no particular like three seasons. Reason. Three seasons of flashbacks of an island. He was there for a year. It doesn't count. Uh, he goes back to the island at some point. Anyway, anyway, whatever, whatever. Uh, no, really, this week we're gonna lose our identities and early adopters. Well, like the two of us that played that game, complain about those damn kids on our lawn again with the news <laughs> and then spend 60 hours killing gods in the backlog yeah guys this episode's action-packed i dare you to find another podcast with this much action please don't please don't try joel add some explosions here noted you got it, write it down. i don't know if that's gonna work but <laughs> just be writing it down <laughs> All right, uh, so let's jump over into our early adapters where we play alphas, betas, and shooty space cowboy demos. Uh, I don't know if it was actually a space cowboy, but it did have uh, a lot of fun to it. 
we played some Moons of Dar Salaam. And I have to say it like that because the game did. Yeah, it kind of did. Uh, this is like if you if you uh, made Oddworld, but for the SNES. This actually reminds me of Turrigan. Turrigan? Turrican. Turrican. Yeah, it's funny you Turrican. mentioned that. It has the look. It definitely has that look of Turrican. And uh, the, you know, funny, guys, it reminded me of Lemmings a little bit. Yep. That's yes. what I was thinking of watching the video. Because as your character, you are telling them when to come and when to go, which, like, you didn't have that much control in Lemmings, but you are carrying these other automatrons or uh, robots, you know, along this different trails and then you have to uh, use like a flashlight if it's in a dark space there are things that are dripping from the ceiling that'll hurt your character or the people you are uh, escorting and that's a tap uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah I... yeah yeah that's that's basically what we're looking at here old school voxel aesthetic to the game uh, but the setting is in space. You got different equipables. Alex, you want to walk us through what you were equipping? There was multiple. I got a flashlight, and I used it around uh, said people because they could not see in the dark, and they refused to move in the dark. I was like, "Hey, man, come on, let's just, let's just go, let's go left." And they said, "Nope, it's dark. Done. I'm just gonna sit here and die." And then I had a flashlight, and then the flashlight helped them and make the move. Is it? That's how far you got was just flashlight? Yeah. Man. I got laser. I got laser gun. <laughs> laser Ooh. gun. That's what yeah. I'm laser talking gun about. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it shoots things. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, the whole point of this is that you go from start to finish to try to dip into a base, right? And part of the goals are how many people survived and other sub-achievements like, you can complete. Speed. Yeah. Uh, I am not speed. But... Uh, yeah, the laser gun was really cool because one, there were like other aliens that were sort of walking around and shooting at you if you ran by like sentries. But then also there are parts of the ground that you could shoot at and it would like break open paths for you to walk to. So like you'll get to a point where you get into a, a ditch and there's just like a wall that is overhanging on you. And if you find a certain right color of ground, you could shoot at it and it'll burrow a hole through it and you can make your own path. Yep. Oh, okay. Anybody get further than that? No. Oh, no. you guys are killing me. All right. <laughs> After you all fell off of it, there's a, gu a gun that fires pieces of ground, and you can oh. build, like, <laughs> actual ground Elaborate to walk bridges? on. Yes, land bridges. Nice. Can you make and obnoxious structures? Uh, I mean, phallic base. The nice thing about it is that it's still, it's like you're firing what I would like to do because every bit that hit it, it would just build onto the end. So towards the end, I would start to aim down so that it curved it down. But yeah, you could do some pretty stupid stuff with it. And then the last thing you get, jetpack, bro. Or TT, it's TTP. It's, oh yeah? Time to penis. No, no, no. I, I did not. How long not, before uh, somebody uses it in that way? I did not use it in that way. Okay. But Jetpack. Jetpack was the last thing that you could get, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, mostly because I would overshoot and then fall very far. Did the minions get their own jetpacks? They did not. So oh. you had to use the ground gun to 
build paths to get everybody back home safe. It was challenging. How high could you fly up on the jetpack? Uh, with whatever the limitations to the map were. And it, there were a couple of parts where it was like, oh, there's something weird here. And it would be like gas, like a methane cloud. So if you mm -hmm. flew into it, poo, you would explode. <laughs> I like that the, there's a couple of uh, neat things that like if you get them to their shelter, it automatically ends the level. Doesn't not, not mattering where you are. So that's kind of nice. But if you try to enter the shelter, they boot you back out like a foot comes out and kicks you to the ground. <laughs> yep, unless you get the other guys in there with you. But if you run in at the same time as them, then you're okay. Oh, okay. I just always, like, was always... I, he booted me out as the last guy came in, and it was like, oh, okay, so I just, I'm not allowed to go in there. Maybe they didn't like you. No soup maybe, for you. Maybe they're space racists. <laughs> and also, I wanted to say, um, Joel, it's funny that you mentioned uh, Lemmings, and it was... I mean, yeah, it is very much Lemmings-like, and but the way the game plays and the way it looks and the way it feels uh, really does remind me of like uh, something that would have been on Amiga, you know, very, very similar to like the platformers that you got on the old school Amiga uh, console. Right. It, 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 those kind of things, depending on the game, a lot of them would look almost like there was a picture and then it was like a digitization over that picture or painting to give the background yeah. look. And it, it really does meet that aesthetic well. Uh, and, and to your point, again, the main character looks like Turrican, which is just like a, a gray character with shades of red and blue on the ends. And uh, the way he sort of turned and moved around to sort of uh, mimic that as well. So it, it it's hard that like the the nostalgia of me. And, and so that's like, totally. it, it is on my wish list. I, I'm really interested to see what more is done with this. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. Did anybody have a good experience with the end-of-level music? Come on. Come on. You know the iconic song from Pulp Fiction? Mm -hmm. Mm hmm Yes. Yeah, if you complete some of the levels, it'll play that, but in, like, the 8-bit music kind of way. Wild. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't get that. Yeah, you should play the demos. <laughs> I played I believe this the song one. It's called Bustin' Surfboards. Uh, you would know better than I. I am not the, the music person here. Alex is usually my go to, but then he just sends me weird shit. So <laughs> I do. <laughs> usually it's like, stripper music. Man, this slaps. And I'm like, I That's don't, what the kids say. This is a bop. Why are you slapping music, man? Do, do I want music to slap? <laughs> I don't. It's like when it gets crunchy. Do I want my music crunchy? It's real honey. I, I kind of want crunchy music. Yeah. Some Spot. crunchy tunes. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? I'm lost. It's a vibe. It's a, you gotta, it's a vibe. That's all. <laughs> Good. Good. You're lost. And nobody else played the next game, so we're going to make a nice segue over to Nobody's Quest. Not to be confused with Nobody Saves the World. Yes. Totally different game. Nobody Saves the World just came out as well, so... It's kind of awkward that we played this and not that. <laughs> I thought it would also be forgiven that. to think that this was uh, made by the same guys who did Mother or Earthbound. Yeah. So who did play it with me? Just, just briefly. Fill. Just Phil. Briefly. Phil <laughs> was on board with you, and not very much at that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nobody's quest. Uh, 
I will pass it over to Phil. Can you paint us the word picture, as it were? So uh, basically, I mean, this base, this game is giving you uh, a very old school, um, almost 8-bit, 16-bit RPG, very pixelized, very stylized in the same way that you'd get in Earthbound. And uh, I was trying to think of the other game, the newer one. I was blanking on it. Um, Alex. Dragon Undertale. Quest Eleven. Yeah, Undertale. <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> No, not quite. Uh, you know, definitely, it tries to go for that aesthetic, but then you could, if you play it, and even the music, the music is very, very retro, very uh, chip tunes, obviously, and it bas- it's it plays like uh, what it's trying to do is an open world version of something like Earthbound, and I don't, I don't want to take away from the game saying it's just it's a rehash of Earthbound. It's not because you don't get a lot of the uh, super whimsical like pull the rug out from under you type stuff but what you do get is you do get some really excellent pixel art and you get you know some just basically uh very simplized uh bashing you know rpg uh gameplay it's it's just um you know uh, the dialogue is all done in comic sans basically and it's just um you know, just kind of wandering the map and just saying, oh, what's this? What's this? You know, and that's pretty much really all that I had time to do, unfortunately, Getty. Yeah. Just because the, the day has been crazy. It's okay. But, um, yeah, but that's that's a really good assessment of it. It's uh, definitely meant to be comical and fun. The, the whole plot, it turns out that you're like an invisible little character uh, and some evil force has scared off all of the people of the town and you have to go rescue them. So uh, the queen is like, oh, you can pick whatever accessory you want from my wardrobe. And then you can pick from shoes, a sword, whatever it is, but you get a small buff when you're out in the field slaying monsters. The game is pretty slow going because you have to reach a certain HP level uh, in order to take down the monsters that are out in the field. And as you progress, you can... points. Yeah, (laughs) You can get more candy, and as you consume candy, it'll increase the stats on your character so that you can take out some of the more difficult monsters. So it's really one of those games that rewards you for playing for a longer time, exploring. Uh, the uh, little bit of a gripe that I had, it wasn't always abundantly clear where I needed to go next or where I needed to look to find townspeople, and the maps are extremely large so you could Mm -hmm. easily get lost trying to explore and find your way around but it was still kind of fun this is the kind of game where i could easily start it up and then just go for like an hour and not realize that that's how long i was walking around exploring and that's what happened to me i just i started the game and i started wandering in one direction and then another direction it's like where's the story beats so where am i going <laughs> it's and that's the thing is and again like i said it, you know and again with the the earthbound um comparison it, i mean it does feel very much like that but without the linear story without a lot of the direction there is a story but it doesn't give you nearly as much direction uh, as like your typical rpg would yeah again you're only getting those beats whenever you find a, a citizen and uh, You'd have to find a lot. So I think I found three. Yeah, I found three outside of the town. One, you have to find like the lady with the crystal ball just to to get out of the town in the first place. But there's there's just a lot to do, a lot of items that you can collect. And 
you can improve your gear <laughs> through a huge system, but it's going to take a while for you to get there. But still, pretty entertaining, uh, pretty simplistic, but worth taking a look at if you you can get into hours of just explore, exploration. That's nobody's quest, guys. Nobody's quest. Not Joel's, not Alex's, not Alec. Nobody. Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Alex warned me, he's like, you gotta take over. You gotta whip these guys into shape. And then he's the biggest detractor now. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm causing all sorts of trouble. Joel's causing the trouble with Beatlist. Uh, we're I'm not here. talking about the Beatlist. If you want to well, bring look, it up. I'm, I'm just trying to define the parameters here. Okay, we've been too loosey-doosey. For three years. Three years. All right, guys. I think Joel's just trying to get one over on us. I'm watching him like a hawk. Let's reminisce of simpler times in the break. Take us I'm away. Watching you, Joel. <laughs> found out that there's plenty of games just like XCOM 2 that make me hate myself far less than playing XCOM 2. I don't... I didn't make it past XCOM Enemy Unknown. Yeah, you should definitely go back and and play. No. no. How much do you want to hate yourself? Not not more than I currently do. I heard that Mario (laughs) plus Rabbids is okay. Yeah. It's a long one. Yeah, that one's fun. I'm looking forward to the sequel that's coming out. Now, uh, Getty, may I suggest Ring Fit Adventure? Ring Fit Adventure? Do, do places have it? Because I remember when quarantine started, nobody had it. I'll let you borrow mine. Uh, I'm, no, I'm not I was gonna borrowing say that it, the anything. Ti- the time to beat is really ridiculous. You still have my Phoenix. Did you finish it? it? No, I've not touched it. Oh Ring my Fit Adventure is like 40 hours. <laughs> oh my god, this is insane. I'm level 71 in World 10. So we actually have a news segment here. There's three items. (laughs) If I don't bring up any of them for the next 15 minutes, it's just like we we had news articles, right? Yeah? Yeah, Yeah, well, it's like, no, it's more like one of the recipe articles where you have to go through 20 pages of bullshit to get to the actual recipe. Yeah. Learn a little family history. It's, I hate when they do that now. I hate that that's a thing. We, uh... Getty, what's the first piece of news? We are that article. you got to get through all of this bullshit right here <laughs> to get to the part that you want. I know what you guys want. You want to talk about Microsoft uh, making the... Trying to make the acquisition of Activision Blizzard. All right. Now, let's, let's, purely... let's talk about the real, wild, the real wild part about everything. All right, before we jump into this... Okay. Let's keep it civil. Let's not speculate. Let's just report on the facts. Okay, so let's get to the real wild part about this. Okay. Crash Bandicoot on Xbox. Let's go. That's the wild part. That's what. Well, I guess you know they just they did they did release re-release all those games like on Switch, right? Yeah, they're they on, dropped they're them on Xbox too. Like <laughs> we've we've crossed that threshold. But now imagine 
Crash Bandicoot being an Xbox exclusive. Okay. That's yeah. wild to me. Hmm. Have you been like a huge fan of the series? Did you go back and play the Insane Trilogy? I did not. I played them when they originally came out on the original PlayStation. Is there anything that's going to cause you to come back to it? Maybe Spyro? I don't know. If they make a new one, I'm into you it. You want some Skylanders? I know Joel wants yeah. some new Skylanders. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. man, he would be so hyped if there was more Skylanders. I just don't want to have to pay for him. That's an expensive there hobby. Go. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're already... This is an expensive hobby that we have, but... But you know that man. those old Skylanders would play into the new one. Would they? No, they... Uh, no. Uh, They'd be absolutely not. <laughs> They'd have to get. They'd have like a whole new like deck setup that you'd have to scan the characters Wait, into. I mean, they, they have to unfreeze Patrick Warburton to to reprise his roles. Like that alone has to cost millions. They have to sell like twenty Skylanders. Wait, wasn't there a goal for you, Joel, to beat all of the Skylanders games? What happened with that? There was. No, Shut up, it wasn't. It wasn't a there goal. Wasn't. Okay. All right. This so is always, this has always been at my pace. I do not. <laughs> Joel is completely correct about having to unfreeze Patrick Warburton. Do you remember when he was doing the voice of Brock Sampson on Venture Brothers and he bailed out to go back and do the voiceovers for Family Guy? So they got to bring the money if they're going to get him back. I hope Microsoft's well, ready to foot that Well, he did go back bill. to Venture Brothers, though. He did go back to Venture Brothers eventually. Eventually. And then the, sh- and then the show got canceled. And then it came back. And now it's now it's got a, a movie coming out to wrap up all of its uh, plots. And there's so many. I love that show. Yeah, we should just cancel the podcast and go watch Venture Brothers. There's already a Venture Brothers podcast. Is there? I was just about rewatching uh, Archer the other day with Patrick. With the episode with Patrick Warburton in it, that was fantastic. Who listens to podcasts? I, don't. I think that podcast has changed to now be about Doug Funny. Okay. That's hilarious. That's legit. Any anything else anybody wants to throw out about Blizzard, Activision, Microsoft deal? Uh the only thing I would add is that uh Xbox Game Pass is probably gonna get a little more interesting. Yeah, well, you know just add yeah. World of Warcraft on there. But you still have to play pay for it monthly. Of course. Okay. Hmm. But now you get all the expansions for free. Yeah, that's true. Um they said that they would in an in a weird con in a weird convoluted way call of duty is now kind of split where they have a battle royale that's free and that will remain on all platforms and they will honor the remaining contracts of call of duty which is probably one uh, one to three more games so basically call of duty will still be on playstation for the next say three years max yeah. But after that, Call of Duty will now be an Xbox thing. And by a show of hands, because everybody listening to the podcast can see them, who plays Call of Duty here? So every single one of us is directly impacted by this. Damn it. <laughs> I guess I have to go buy myself an Xbox now. Joel, are you going to sell that thing? Your obelisk? Absolutely not. I almost bought a fridge. Oh, you almost bought the target. Xbox Series X fridge. They had it at my Target. Hey, what's the? Who was trying to get us the KFC gaming platform chicken warmer? 
We oh, keep emailing me. him like once every six months, and he's like, "It's coming, it's coming." I think that's vaporware. I think. <laughs> oh, of course it is. It's a mountain of lies, and they owe us a chicken frying PC. Okay. I think we actually had like a little mini argument. We were debating who would get it. Who would who would get it? I wouldn't get it. It'd be the winner of the tournament of power. Oh, there well, we go. You know, that's <laughs> that's not fair. That's not how it should be you, at all. You pick the dames. <laughs> you got the you competitive advantage. No, you know we're gonna play mount your friends for it. Mount your friends. Give me home field advantage. Yeah, every year. Yeah. <laughs> Alex just loves to mount his friends. I put all our faces in it. Yeah, you know how long that took him? Like like 45 minutes. Hours, days. A long time. A week. I, I spent time sitting there and, you know what? That's dedication. It caused a rift in his marriage. <laughs> <laughs> there was conversations had about how I spent my time after that. <laughs> Getty, what else we got? Now, we also have uh, a couple of betas that we played on this podcast. Went 1.0 this last week. Blade Assault, and more recently than that, Warm Snow. Some nice There's also a, warm a, snow. a beta breakdown. A beta breakdown on Blade Assault. Yes. That me and Phil did. That's right. Is that cross-promotion right there? That's synergy. I was just saying, cross, we're crossing ourselves. It, As we're Twitch streaming this on twitch.tv slash superggradio. Oh, it's, it's a content Ouroboros. Is anybody looking and moderating our chat? Uh, I'm, I'm in our chat, so. yes. I'm moderating it. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Is anybody asking anything? No. I just wrote well, right here, fools. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's not a question, though. <laughs> uh, somebody's got to watch it, right? Yeah. Uh, this is something very long and doesn't really... Okay, so, let's see. Video game publishing agreement with Viacom Consumer Products to produce three games based on iconic cart cat... cat view. I like that they Garfield call him cart cat. cat. What is the... Who is... Viacom's gonna put out three Garfield games? I mean, it better be based on that whole like Garfield horror thing where you're John and you're hiding from the monstrous Garfield. No, <laughs> that's terrible. But yes, that would sell. So, who brought us this piece of news? Uh, our friends over at Gaming Fix. Okay, I think you need to work on your definition of friends. They have more Garfield games than I think you realize, and that's what I think is kind of wild. I would play a Garfield game. I thought there you already are, again, played. There are plenty. No, I, I need something modern. I need something that can only play on the PlayStation Five. <laughs> that you don't have. Yeah, by the time it's out, maybe I will. You think so? What about maybe. the Garfield Racing? Didn't you scoop that up? I don't acknowledge cart uh, games that don't have multiplayer. <laughs> well, that's really funny. That's too. messed up. All right, we've already discussed how messed up that is, but whatever. We need a survival horror Garfield game. End of story. Where Nermal's coming after you, or you're going after Nermal? Oh, Garfield. You're John. <laughs> and Garfield lasagna, wants John? lasagna. 
You can't hide from me, John. Alex is just adding news as we're trying to go through this. He's yep. extending my news segment. Hit us with the next one, Eddie. I don't like it. PS3 games are showing up on the PSN PS5 store. I feel like you just put PS in there as much as possible. PS, Getty. Are you trying? What this tells us is that they've been talking about trying to do a Game Pass style like competitor for a long time and this may be the kicker is adding old games back in so that they can have uh the bring they've been talking about the people have been fighting them on trying to bring back old games that are no longer playable. No longer playable to who? People to without you? PS3s? Most of the populace, like more Metal Gear Solid 4. Metal Gear. How would they Metal be doing Gear. the distribution of these, though? That's the question. Does I, it's been a lifetime ago, but I remember reading articles about how the uniqueness of PlayStation 3's processor made it to where it is hard to emulate it, which is why you haven't seen stuff like Metal Gear Solid 4 show up on Metal Gear. other PlayStation stores. So, like, are they going to do some sort of cloud-based thing, or is it? have they figured out how to emulate certain games? That's what I'm curious about. Mm. Or maybe okay. they're just straight up porting them. Now, would this be something that you were interested in paying more for monthly? They've been talking about also getting rid of, like, PS Now. So if they were just to merge, like, change PS Now to be a, a streaming library... You know, they could possibly do something like that where now you have PS2, PS1, PS3 games. Uh, I've had it up to here with PlayStation, Sony PlayStation, being a day late and a dollar short. I have been a huge PlayStation, Sony PlayStation supporter to the point where everybody had Xbox, I had PlayStation, I had... I had the TV subscription, which was actually pretty good, and then they killed that because they failed to promote it properly. I actually wrote an article on it way way back in the day for uh, Super GG Radio. And uh, they didn't properly... Oh, great. It's familiar. (laughs) They they failed to properly promote the Vita in the States. I mean, that, that would have been a killer app if they had properly, you know, advertised and put out product for it and just shooting themselves in the foot day in and day out. And just, you know, their online offering is just, just pales in comparison to the Xbox game pass. It's just, you know, I'm sorry, Sony, but I've fallen off that wagon a long time ago. I, yeah. The only reason I have a PlayStation plus subscription right now is because I didn't cancel it before it expired. So I've got another year of it. Um, for me to be interested in this kind of thing would be for them to just ditch their current PlayStation Plus model and make that Game Pass type service the new PlayStation Plus model. Like from a consumer standpoint, that's the only thing that would rationalize me actively subscribing to that service. I and mean, it doesn't even need to be including like the latest hits necessarily or at least like have some sort of time window gap between when a game releases and when it's available on their service but like for someone like me who's not quite caught up on things that's why right now game pass and xbox works well for me because it's just a built-in library of stuff that i likely haven't played yet sony needs the same thing to keep someone like me into it i don't know it's hard to beat those day ones on on game pass right 
yeah, I don't expect that to be a perfect one-to-one thing, but also, like, I kind of like Sony's exclusives a lot. So even if it was, like, the six, to a year, six months to a year ago uh, Sony exclusive, like Horizon a year from now, uh, I would probably wait that long and be just fine with that. All right. More more news here. Last one's for you. <laughs> Is it free to play My Hero Academia Battle Royale? What platform? Uh, it is going to be on mobile phones only. Neo it is Geo going Pocket to be Color. on PlayStation Four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I'm not a battle royale kind of guy, so I thought I was wondering if this might draw you in. What kind of battle royale would draw you in, Getty? Gundam. None. Ooh, would a Gundam do it? Would a hentai battle royale get you? There's what would that even to find look out? like? Make it happen, Alex. I don't want to think about it, Alec. I don't want oh. to think about it. Is, is it whoever lasts the longest? Or No, that's not. Let's <laughs> not, that's not engage. This escalated very quickly. I thought get, we were, get us out of here. I thought we were affiliated with uh, NPR of Illinois. Super GG Radio, part of NPR of Illinois. And we, we apologize deeply for everything that was said in this last segment. Yeah. Remember last week when I tried to get you guys to complain about millennials ruining the economy? Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. Don't worry. <laughs> I listened to the episode today, and suffice to say, I was very disappointed. Me too. Freebies. Well, we're all fired. Freebies. If you head over to itch.io, we have Blades Adrift. This is a sleek first-person kind of samurai game that's cell shaded and colorful as hell, and very bloody uh i'm i'm actually clicking on this and saying yes please right now is this the bombastic kind of game that you need to get through the thursday doldrum of life uh it doesn't seem like it's that fast paced it feels like it's uh oh it's methodical it seems like it's more physic it's more physicsy based almost like how you normally enjoy doing your killing it Imagine Bushido Blade if it were colorful and and cell shaded, premeditated. But again, you can like kill in first person. All right. Next free game, also over at itch.io. Imbroglio. 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 Anybody this else want to? This is a puzzle game where you move blocks to okay. solve. Uh, environmental puzzles in what looks to be very gothic themed and very uh very moody stylistic uh style gameplay where you're like in a in a in a victorian city and it's raining or like a castle city and it's like snowing it's interesting but it's a little uh it's moving blocks around it's very cool i was gonna say was nice. it that right. singer? yes Imbroglia. yeah, yeah. I she's did. a national treasure phil I feel like we're butchering Torn. her last name. Torn. If that, that's actually it. But Okay. Last freebie over at the Epic Game Store. You can get Relicta. Relicta. First person uh, puzzle game using magnetism and gravity to unravel the secrets of Chandra Base. Uh, I like it when we do the little blurb and we're reading it right off of the store page. Yeah. Yeah. It's really helpful. Try to give it a little flair. That's that's nice. I like that a lot. 
Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go play some Transformers Battleground and take a break from you fools. back back with the backlog blog where we play games that make me want to channel my inner demon ah! Ah! nice nice all right joel your turn semi we're continuing no. this on next week's episode <laughs> ah! More screaming. Yeah, come on i'm trying to get everybody fired up let's go we got yeah there we go like 150% more action and intensity than last week. Joel, rip off your shirt. Joel. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see it anyway. Joel, I'm going to need you to do that right now. I need you to. It's going to happen. This is a demand from the general populace and rip the it. podcast. Don't here. rip a Silver Surfer you shirt. Just want, just want to blind people. I mean, that that's what uh, our uh, Patreon is for. America. Getting the shirtless pictures of Joel. America needs you. To take off your shirt right now. No? We we did we did to uh <laughs> hmm. We we need to figure out what the stretch goal for that would be, because I'm I'm not giving it away. <laughs> as, as you should not. Uh way to keep us honest, <laughs> that's, Joel. That's, that's what the Super GG Radio only fans <laughs> oh, is for. Uh we do not have one of those. So <laughs> do not, not go have one of those. Do not go look. Please, please do not make one in our name. Just yet. <laughs> no. It could still happen. I'm working nope. through some stuff. <laughs> okay. In all seriousness, Alex is going to hit us with his quick Persona 5 Royal recap. He is 10 minutes from being done, and we're making him podcast right now. I really could just be finishing the game right now. Um, it's it's fine. I don't know if I... <laughs> from what I understand right now, I think that... Uh, I am happy with the characters that they have added into the game. The uh, counselor character, more Akechi, uh, the the ace detective, and our new uh, character, Hifumi. No, Hifumi is the 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 chess player. You know, hmm. what? this is just too entertaining. Anyway, I lo I like the characters. They have really good personalities. We have really good back and forth. Uh, their storylines are fun as you hang out with them. The actual third semester that they add, I feel, pulls back into the original Persona 5 area where you people got most complaints, which is that you don't really get to do a lot of stuff. There's just a lot of empty time where there's, like, story. So imagine this. You go, you get the story beat first 40 minutes of course you have to sit through story beats of where you have to like find the villain that's great you go to the palace you know, go to an area the villain says great okay this is my palace get out you leave and then your character says okay we'll come back in a week mm -hmm. you got you got time so you have to, to fill your time decompress you got to consider the villain's offer and now tell joel about sexy mona 
So then you go back into the palace. I'll get to that. You go back into the palace. You do a little bit more. You fight a couple more battles. And the villain goes, hey, I thought I told you. It's not cool. Get out. And you're like, okay. And then you say, I'm going to come back in a week. And you sit and you have seven more days where you're just doing nothing. And then finally, eventually, you go back to the palace. And the third, this is the third or fourth time you go back to it. And he's like, okay, fine. Come in. Do what you got to do. And that's where I'm saying is that like it does... Just go ahead and tell me about Setsimona. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Light spoilers, light spoilers, light spoilers. Okay. <laughs> light spoilers. The concept for the third semester th- semester, is that the villain has gained the capability with his persona to give every single person their wish. Whatever they could want in their soul, he has made it happen and given an illusion. So, <laughs> so Futaba's mom is alive magically. Um, Haru's dad is alive magically despite him dying in the story. You, all of these people now have the wishes, including, uh, Morgana is now a very sexy man. Who you share bed with. And you wake, and no one blinks an eye. Everyone's just, <laughs> that's the thing is that the only person that knows it is you and catchy. But it's so, it's just so abrupt how they did it. I was like, wait, why? Huh? And then it's and like, and no oh, one, yeah. everyone thinks it's normal. And weirder enough, you wake up and he's in your bed. You're spooning him because you were sharing a bed with him to begin with. But now he's so a they human. pulled a Teddy. So, yeah, yeah. no, he kind of looks like Teddy. He kind of looks like Teddy out of the suit. They pulled yep. a Teddy. So, yeah, and that's it. It's fine. It's fine. I had no problems with it. I just had more problems with the fact that there's a lot of hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait, hurry up and wait. And I kind of wanted to like get moving. I wanted to see more. I wanted to get into the point where I felt I was into the story and I was excited, but it just kept stopping me and saying, hey, hold on. And like even the first time it stops you and says, come back in a week, they make you go and find all your characters and go talk to them again, one a day, every day for seven days. So And it's not like, oh, go talk to this character. Fast travel. It's like, no, you have to get on the train, take it to the stop, get off of that stop, go to the next stop, go to the mall, find that person. And they do that once a day for seven days in a row. You have to do that. God, it's like they're making him live his actual life. It's not bad enough that the game makes you take exams. It's unnecessary filler. And that's what I mean. Is that literally like, makes you live in that world. And now they want you to go around and explore it. This is outlandish. I do like that throughout the main campaign of the game, the main story, they give you a lot more in-depth stuff to... Oh, they make you play darts. Why can't they just automatically oh, yeah. play, play it for you? Oh, right. Why so, do you have um, to throw it? Your your teacher, <laughs> uh, the, the lady who moonlights as a maid, you can kind of use her, like ask her and pay her to do chores that you would normally have to do in-game, so you have to do your laundry to get, new, to, to get new gear. But you could load up the laundry, the the washing machine, and then call her, and she'll be like, okay, I'll watch it, and then I'll come give it back to you. And then you go do other stuff. Or if you spend all day dungeoning and doing that stuff, and then you come back, and, Mo- and Morgana's like, you're tired. You can't go out. You can call her. She gives you a massage, and then you can, like, go back. Alex, that was in the first mm-hmm. one, or the original iteration of the game. Yeah. I did not realize that. Yeah. I did mm-hmm. not get that far with her. Yeah, you should explore those relationships a little bit better. It, it's I don't know. funny. That fortune teller gives me nothing. Yeah. It's funny you describe it as filler, because, like, I played the original. I feel like it was, like, 90 hours that I had to chew through to get to the end of the first one. And you would think with that much time, you'd be like, oh, there's so much bloat. But, like, 
the off days where you have to go explore and do the personality type stuff is like the cool down time between dungeons but then the way it's limited makes it to where you have to use your time smartly to sort of max out certain relationships and make hard choices between mm-hmm. what you want your abilities and, and boosts to be so like that that's what makes it especially unappealing to me now if you're saying that like oh it's another third of this game but also it feels like there's a lot of bloat that you have to sort of push through. and and that's what i mean also is that there are there there are I only have three confidant. Like I'm finishing it up now, but I'm like I have I have three confidants left that I didn't max out, and that's kind of what I mean. Is that like those confidants also only showed up on certain days? So because of that, you're like oh, you have to wait a week before you go into the dungeon. I'm like okay, but four of those days, I was able to talk to somebody and hang out with somebody, but not every time. So there was times where I literally just went back home, and then said, "Do you want to rest at the cafe till it's nighttime?" Yes, because I I got no one to hang out with. I maxed out everybody. You know what I mean? So it's 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 not a problem. It's not a it's not a bad thing. It's just that like I think that after I played the first game, I knew what I was doing so much that I was like I just kind of did everything kind of smartly. Except for I you know I I tried to romance the new girl and I just for some reason the days didn't line up with how often I saw her that I never got to max it out and it feels like I did every single day right. I still so, have to log into my my persona 5 royal and check but i swear that i got her to max uh max relationship i did not romance her but i swear that i got the second awakening of her persona too so yeah it just it, for some reason it feels like mine didn't add up right i think you missed because i maxed her out at the right time and then did everything and then now i can't max her out and i, I maybe I you, you didn't go to too. the gym enough bud you needed to go to all the my gym stats more. were maxed anyway Anyway, that's Persona 5 Royal. I'm going to beat it this week. Let's and I'm glad uh, it's on the beat list. Flip, let's flip the coin here to Shin Megami Tensei 5. We've been waiting to talk about this one. Everybody except for Alex is cracked into this one. Yep, I'm out. So that's why we let him complain about Persona 5 Royal. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, so latest entry in the SMT... Uh, series Phil has of course yeah. played all of them. Well, uh, uh, all, uh, oh, I would okay. say <clears throat> so. He's, all the num- he's all of the numbered uh, entries. So I've never played If, which was the uh, basically the prototype for Persona, and I've never played. Uh, it, it's not number nine, but it was called Shimigami Tensei Nine, like capital N I N E, which was for Xbox only, and I don't think that made it over here. What about the ones for uh, uh, I've DS? played Devil Survivor, but those are not he... SMT. Those are SMT adjacent. So you think of uh, Persona, yeah. uh, Digital Devil Saga, uh, the Last Bible series, um, Devil Summoner, uh, and um, I mean there, there's a lot of them. But uh, yeah, those are all SMT adjacent. So. You know, uh, I do have um, the Digital Devil Saga. A long history. And I have both of the uh, Devil Summoners or Raido Kazunaha. Uh, I've played the first one for uh, Super Nintendo and then part two for... Phil has played more about these games than we'll ever know. 
He's probably <laughs> he, forgotten more than we'll ever know. He <laughs> borrowed he 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 borrowed my 3DS for a year because he because that was yes. the only way for him to play SMT4. Okay. Awesome. So he's he's our expert. Everybody else is uh, rookie status here. So I know that I'm pretty sure the person who got uh, he, it's going to be a toss up here. Maybe Joel has played no. Alec has played the lowest or the least amount. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with Alec and give us your impressions of SMT5. Uh, so I really like it so far. Um, you've got your base recruiting of demons. You've got the talking system. It's very straightforward. I wish that I could have multiple copies of the same demon in my party. I wish that I'm looking forward to when I actually gain something other than a new monster from the fusions. Because right now it feels so lackluster to actually fuse my demons. Uh, So I'm really hoping that that changes in the near future for me. Yeah. But uh, digging the story a lot. For sure, one of the things that you have to come to terms with as you play games like this, you have to fuse your demons. And you could get so accustomed to one of them and be like, I love this demon. I never want to do it. You have to let it go because you need to power up your characters and make sure that you're and getting... your favorite demons will only go so far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I, I, I've learned that from uh dragon quest monsters and but every time you breed you bred in dragon quest monsters you got a plus next to the monster that made it stronger made its stat growth bigger that gave it more skill points to have bigger and better skills and i don't feel like i'm at that point in smt yet where I'm really yeah. What you're, so what you're kind of looking for is if you're fusing two monsters together, you want to get something that's kind of similar to what you gave up, but a lot better. Sounds like, and yeah. you can kind of do that. But the thing is, you have to be very selective with um, the demons that you the demon that you want to create, and especially when you're looking for a specific demon using the reverse fusion, you can choose which two demons you have either from your mm-hmm. compendium or what you have on you, and you can kind of tailor uh, the de- next demon that you're going to make. So let's say you have um, one demon who has like uh, the the uh, passive ice block skill and the other one has a passive electric block skill. And when you fuse a, a new demon there, he could have, you know, a, a natural uh, physical block. And then you have then you also can inherit those uh, abilities. And it's not the affinities. You're inheriting the abilities that uh that will block electric and you know ice or whatever so you can actually build these uh demons that have that cover up basically the weaknesses of the ones that you fused Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and i just i'm not i haven't even gotten to the angel's stronghold yet so i'm pretty early on in the game i got smashed by an oni and lost like half an hour gameplay and i was like "Mm, i'm taking a break (laughs) it can be demotivating for sure there's a lot there's a lot of that and you know 
I'm glad that we got to talk about Persona 5 a little bit because in the Persona series, they've had you do quests or create your personas with certain skills. So trying to hint at the fact that you can do it, but you have to tailor it and make sure that you're very selective, as Phil explained, with which demons you're selecting. You can make some really powerful uh, allies in doing so. All right. Joel is more of a veteran of the series, so I want to hear a little bit from him. Veteran. This is actually my first Shin Madami Tensei. But uh, you've dabbled in Persona, which is adjacent. I, I have, and that's it. It is, it is a good comparison point because uh, it's it is a contrast from each other. I mean, one stylistically, uh, SMT is very serious, very foreboding. Like it, it is like life or death world ending uh type stuff the the dialogue there is no humor in it whatsoever like there's a little bit with the the uh the demons sort of following you around uh but besides that it has been very little but bleak uh and i don't mind that you know i i think persona 5 has sort of set a standard for uh what i expected out of some of it and that's probably unfair because it's such a big loud bombastic style that they have uh i i have noticed and i'm not sure if you guys have e2 but i'm i play this both handheld and docked and it chugs when it's docked like it it there's a terrible amount of slowdown that happens that i've only played it handheld so i can't have right and i I, it, it runs pretty good for the most part on handheld a few hitches here and there but I was I was surprised at just how bad the switch was to where I usually do handheld, but now I uh, I have sort of bowed out of using. I noticed there it was some the frame rate slowdown. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alec is right in that the the monster fusion at the start at least doesn't feel that empowering. Like, the things that I have done so far, and to your point, Daddy, like, you have to cycle through and be willing to kill your babies in order to make meaningful progress. And metaphorically, metaphorically kill your babies. The Super GG Radio does not go around stepping on babies, okay? Nobody here stepped on a baby today. That was an accident. (laughs) Do fur babies count? Because my dog is always underfoot. Yeah, I've kicked a couple of uh, accidental dogs here and there. Yeah, but uh, so it, it's not so much. My problem isn't that they're my babies, because again, in Dragon Quest Monsters, like I made generational charts of things that I was breeding. Oh man, they would go back to like six, seven, eight, ten deep jet monsters sure that that was more critique on of myself because i i did attach to things in games sometimes where i have a hard time sort of moving on even just like visually like you think about final fantasy 7 whenever you change your weapon it would show in battle and like i wanted to carry the buster sword right so once <laughs> we got to the point so once you got to the point where like you could keep the visual aesthetic of it and just swap the weapon for its stats it's like awesome I'm good the go. Oh no! I loved my mop. <laughs> uh, but the uh, but but like part of what's really worked well for me for the monster fusion has been uh, 
One, not being afraid to do quickly on it. Two, when you're doing the comparison of the different monsters you have, you actually get to see what kind of level up they get in the fusion. Because some, sometimes it'll be like flat or level, or even like it would go down a level for some reason, depending on the mix and match you do. Uh, but I found myself having to sort of jump and take advantage of that stuff. Uh, the other strategy I've been using is as I'm fusing these tear these monsters, uh, trying to have some type of elemental damage, or try to have as many as possible so that I have the whole gamut of elemental damage so I can make sure that I'm hitting those weak spots. Because that that's the key to the combat. And it, it's, it's this way in Persona as well, but it's even more so here that you have to chain together weaknesses to keep the chain of attack moving because you want the match to end in one round if you can get away with it. Yep. Uh, because each round the enemy has, they they wallop you. It, it's, it's like a pound of Brits dropping on you each time they hit. And you can go quickly from just fine to two rounds of death because it's once once they get down even more so than other rpgs i've played like it's cumulative where one of your teammates gets down you're scrambling to try to recover but then the enemy's going to capitalize Especially on if they that get and crits, pound you once they get crits, so it's, it's game over i mean as, as points where i've gotten to the game right, i've wiped right. out some major out deities only to get stopped in one round by a giant elephant <laughs> right, and the rule, the same rules apply, right? So, like, if you chain together your combos on their weaknesses, you get to extend your play. Same thing happens for them. So, like, if if they hit your weaknesses, they get extra turns, and it just makes it that it, it is it is a tough hole to dig yourself out of if you get to that point. Yep. Uh, so, I I do like the game a lot, and I've been chipping away at it. It is going to be a long haul one, though. Like Persona 5, I think part of the style plus the slice of life bits that mixed it up made it easier for me to sort of binge play. This is for me something that I'll be probably still talking about like April. I think longer, but oh, uh, it's going to be much longer for me. Not I'll, I I will hit the finish line. It's okay. just yeah, it's going to be a while. I'm not saying that it's not doable. I'm saying like, all right, I'm going to jump in just for a little bit. You guys know that I've been hitting this pretty hard. I've been trying to complete it, but I actually came off of playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions last year, which is a lot closer to SMT5 uh, in in the combat, mostly. But the point that I've gotten to, I finally cleared all of the maps from the little uh, red boogermen, and I've been trying to keep you guys updated on that. As you collect those guys, it unlocks rewards from the store, and uh, it really benefits you to try and collect as many as possible. It was a chore. It took a very long time to do it, but again, it was worth it. I've been trying to play the fusion system as much as possible. Um, I've gotten to the point where I now could, whenever I hit the right level, will be able to dump a bunch of uh, smaller demons in order to level up my guys to get all of the the deities that i just had to face off against i i'm basically at the point where phil was last week i finished the part where you need to get three keys on the last map and then you get into the tower after you defeat those deities though you get the special fuse fusions so that you can unlock them but getting to that point is a trek it takes a lot of time, 
a lot of effort, and if you're not prepared, these guys will just stomp you out in one round. There's nothing you can do about it. So you really have to examine the opponents that you're going up against, make sure that you've got the correct defenses, the correct attacks. Otherwise, you're in for a rough ride. you got one demon that he can exploit Even, a weakness on, you're screwed. Yeah, because you'll run into encounters where it's like one guy, but he'll get four attacks. Some guys will get one <laughs> attack. It's like, okay. Yeah. So you got to play quick, you got to play smart. And try and take down those enemies. I was gonna say, as unless you rush into Ishtar's battle, and she's got save eight. early and often. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely outlandish, and uh, that was one of the fights where I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I've gone into fights in this game. I save, go into the fight, see what I'm gonna get stomped out by, and then when I die, immediately go back, switch up my party, yeah. and do it. It's it's a tactic. Oh yeah. I mean, it's either that or Absolutely. or research the the monster online before you fight him. It's it's one way or the other. Yeah, you you got to do some type of homework. All right, Phil, bring us home. Did I am you like finish? Literally right there. I'm on the last floor of the dungeon. The thing was, <laughs> I wanted to try to get the true okay. ending. And the, the thing about uh, Shimigami Tensei games is, and this is going back to like the original series, or I mean the original games, there is more than one ending. There's actually four endings in this one. And just yep. like in the original, you had uh, Law, which is following uh, God's path. You have Chaos, which is siding with the demons. And then you have uh, Neutral, which is saying, screw all you guys, I'm, doing, I'm going on my own, right? And Shimigami Tensei 3... Uh, which just came out for Switch, but I, I had that for PlayStation, I want to say 2, I think it was. And uh, there was what they called the true demon ending. That was the hidden fourth ending, where you had to complete an optional dungeon. And once you completed this optional dungeon, which was a real pain in the butt, uh, then you could get that that fourth ending. And what's different about this game is, uh, apparently, you you when you make decisions, when there are dialogue choices you do fill out an affinity, whether you're law, chaos, or if you go back and forth, you'll find out you're neutral. Because there's people who will present questions to you. They'll ask you, you know, how do you feel about this? Or what would you do in this situation? And how you answer... Now, is that just... Is that in-game? Or is no, that, that just that's the in recruiting? Game. Or... Okay. So there will be the scenes where it does, like, the... Your character is standing there, and then it'll do like the very faint, bubbly text, and then once you start to select, it'll pop up bolder. Okay. Yeah, those those are the things that uh, determine your um, your affinity. And the thing is, I did. I was just making sure it wasn't the ones where you're trying no, to recruit no, monsters. Oh, no. It's like, how do you feel about <laughs> so uh, merging monsters? Is, now, how you played through the game really mattered in. Um, uh, one through three, where you, if you got to a certain point, you were fixed in an ending. Your affinity was locked. You couldn't go back. You, if you wanted to get the alternate endings, you had to play play through the game again. Here is a little bit different. You can actually be completely two-faced. You could do law the entire game, side with God's army, side with God's army, and at the end, say to hell with God's army and side with chaos, and do that ending, if you choose. The only downside... <laughs> that makes me yeah, smile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of uh uh yeah. infamous. Infamous yeah. all the way up to the <laughs> end and then at the end it's like 
well, what do you want to do? And yeah, so because um, yeah. and thing is, I'm you know, I was trying to I'm looking to to try to get the true ending, and there's a lot of extra stuff here. So I tried to do a bunch of side quests uh, that I hadn't finished up, and I got my character to level 77, and I was reading through uh, the guide just to find okay, wh- what's the last thing I need to uh, get the true ending, which is to face Shiva and the rest of the Indian deities, and I got to be at level 90. Ooh. I'm like, uh, no, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, I I saw that there was an area that it would not let me into. That was after into. you fight Kohansu, right? Like this, yeah, yeah. You got to be at level yeah. 90 before you can go in there. And that's one of the places you uh, go, you wrap that part up, and then you can get the true ending. Uh, <laughs> guys, it's not going to happen for me. I guess I'm going with so the So is it a real ending. slog to grind out those last levels yeah. to get up to 90? There's, I mean, so uh, actually, so the the thing about that is, yeah, it it could be a lot of extra slog to do that. And I guess uh, Atlas realized this. So they, uh, they put in some, uh, I was looking at the DLC and one of the DLCs is to basically, it racks up your XP. So if you get through the game and you beat the game at like level 75, 76, and you're like, man, I'm going to get to 99. It's going to be a slog. They have these little uh, creatures, the, the Mititamas. The, the red Minotamas will appear uh, once yeah, you mm-hmm. buy this DLC, and they'll appear everywhere. And they'll just b- blast your levels up to 99. You, know, you kill one, you gain a level. Or after a while, you kill two or three, and then you gain another level. And, you know, it's not instant every time you kill one, but, you know, it gives you, like, a, a metric shit ton of XP. There's also one for money as well. Yeah. There's one for money, and there's one right. for items, I want to say. So, but... Wow. Yeah, if you get lucky, sometimes you can get like three or four of them in a fight, and if you can use spy a spyglass to identify their weaknesses, you just take down as many as you can, and it'll jump you up. I've got I've lucky, got all four times. Doesn't each one have a different? Weakness? Yeah, so they randomize their weaknesses for those yeah. things, those little creatures. Well, no, like even within a fight, if you come up with two Miditamas in a Correct. fight, each one has a different yes. weakness. And otherwise, if you don't it, yeah. hit it, you do no damage. Yeah. And then they escape. So, yeah, yeah, those are the, you got to hit those the right time the first time. And so go, I'm going all the way around the world with this anyway. But yeah, when I realized there was no way in hell I was going to hit uh, level 90 by the time we did, did the podcast. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to rush, rush the final palace. And I'm, I'm like on the third floor um of the uh of the was it the eternal eternity palace and i figure i think there's maybe one more floor and then once you get there then i'll have to fight uh whoever i decide i mean at that point i can still decide i could save it and then go whatever path i want to get any one of the three endings so i can beat it and then reload my save beat it again reload and you know so on and so forth to get at least all three of those endings uh which again so, I'm guessing if you choose chaos, you have to kill uh, God. Oh, so here's the interesting thing about the story is... That's that's a story beat. Yeah, you might not want to cover that. True. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. is it spoilers? Okay. But, yeah. I'm okay with spoilers, but... But if anybody I, I, is serious this about... Game is still, this game is still came out good point. Uh, pretty early yeah, not, last I, year. I have not touched the series before, so I, I want yeah, to Yeah, so I, I would say... Experience. Yeah, there's some yeah. weird yeah, stuff I mean, that happens, though. Okay. All right, Phil. Tell me after so, uh, everybody else. In the, so in the first, uh, like in the first game, uh, world ends, 
and then you're in a post-apocalyptic world. You fight demons, you fight angels, and you decide who you want to go with. I mean, but again, once you hit a certain point, your path is locked. But now with this one, you can choose. And then there's also a post uh, post end game content. So there are still some quests. Once you beat it, you it unlocks uh, certain demons you can fuse. And then there's certain quests. Oh. However, the caveat to that is if you were doing law the entire time and decided to do chaos, they charge you 666,000 maka to unlock the, the new stuff. Yeah, I I was looking online to see what the benefits were from doing any of the specific playthroughs, and it it unlocks like the miracle things that you can mm-hmm. get during the course of the game, um, and it enables you to do different stuff. And one of the things is that they really gouge you if you're Correct. indecisive. Um, so, but that was uh, that was a pretty deep dive, guys. I think. I think we might be SMT'd out for a little bit here. If I do have one last question here. Okay. Uh, when it comes to the demon negotiation, <laughs> do do you have to pay some of them money, or, or is there a way to avoid paying any money? If if you give them? them the right items, so if they say, okay, I uh, I want a lifestone, you give them a lifestone. It's like, okay, I want a thousand maka. Like, no, nah, ask for something else usually they'll say, okay, well, then give me, uh, like, a thunder gem or something. And you say, okay. But if you refuse them too many times, they say, well, the hell with you, I'm going away. There are some demons that if you refuse the money, they'll say, oh, you're so cheap, and then just disappear. But I have gotten away with a couple without having to give away any money. So they're greedy little pigs. Yep. <clears throat> you get, you actually, okay. you get, it's easier when you're close to a, a full moon or on a full moon. Yes, the full moon is mm. very helpful. Full moon. Because I've had, I've had demons just be like, oh, it's a full right. moon. Sure, I'll join. <laughs> I've also had demons be like, no, it's a new moon. Go walk on your thumbs. Yep. <laughs> we feel good. We feel like we got it out of our systems now. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alex so. was on his switch for the last uh, yeah. 20 minutes. I hope you did something productive, sir. I did. Right. I may have also been setting up Dragon Quest Monsters 2 on my 3DS. <laughs> All right. I miss Dragon Quest Monsters. I want a new one. We are uh, going to move over to our last segment for the night. One last thing. And this week, one last thing is brought to you by spending countless hours looking for a copy of Armored Core. Joel knows what I'm talking about. Not not countless. Countless. I can I can count them. <laughs> numerous stores, searching the internet, pounding the pavement, uh, hitting children. All of these things occurred. All right. Uh, so one last thing, something that uh, is going to get you hyped as you're listening to this, and something that'll hype us up, and maybe trigger one or two individuals. For me, I. Uh, I am very close to finishing SMT5. I'm going to grind it out, hopefully be able to pin it this weekend, and then jump into the... I think I've been casually playing Ghosts of Tsushima. Maybe dip into that a little bit heavier. 
try and find out what it is to be a true samurai warrior. Alex? And one last thing. <laughs> I was thinking of a second. You yeah, I know. Getty. Uh, let's see. What do I want to pick for my one last thing? Because you're making me do one. Uh, I'm still trying to find a time to do a skate, uh, a skater XL stream where I just do sick kick flips for two and a half hours. What's I'm stopping you right now? Uh, well, I'm enjoying quantum conundrum right now. Boom. Got into my second one. All right. Quantum conundrum. That's is a great backlog game that I'm really enjoying. That we'll talk about soon. That, our stream last that, week. that we'll talk about soon. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. Joel. Alex, when are we going to play Windjammers? When you start helping me beat Halo. (laughs) One of those is quicker. Hey, Joel. Also, every time I'm like, I don't want to play Windjammers, Joel. You just want to to humiliate me on Windjammers 2. You know what? Fine. I keep... Let's play Windjammers Mount your friends. That's that's the only response. That's a terrible... Hey, Joel. When are we going to play Whisker Squadron? Alec, is that your one last thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Once Alex plays me in Windjammers. Okay. Nothing was resolved. <laughs> Alec, what do you got? Well, since you took away my handicap, I guess I'll actually try to beat some games this week. No. Maybe I'll just run through some randomizers. Won't, won't. Just have fun. <laughs> just find I'm a sure game that brings you joy. joy. Marie Kondo, that shit. <laughs> Marie Kondo yeah. it. Well, in that case, I need to fold some of this into thirds. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sounds I, good. Just Phil, like you, what do you got? Try to finish uh, Shimigami Tensai and maybe grind it out to level ninety. Hopefully, try to finish off Shiva and um, the rest of those guys, and hopefully get the true ending. Ooh, true ending. Oh, okay, guys. Uh, well, I guess that'll do it for this week's episode of Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and Twitch. Hey, Twitch! Twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where uh, last week, I think Alex just said he does whatever the hell he wants on Mondays. I do. Yeah, that's that's legitimate. Well, right now it's it's a quantum conundrum. Quantum conundrum. <laughs> uh, Joel will be taking Tuesdays still. Hopefully, finish. It takes two. Saturday. Uh, it's <laughs> it's proving to be very long. Let's put it that way. Uh, any of you other gentlemen want to take any streaming? Oh, hopefully I'll remember that Sunday is Sunday this week and actually get my JRPG time time in. Nice. And you know, Phil's always... Yeah. And Phil's always welcome to steal our our slots on Twitch. Yeah. Oh, we also have podcasts on Thursdays. Maybe you're watching us now. Maybe you're not. If you're not, please do. Also check out SuperGGRadio.com where we are writing reviews and previews and editorials getty is the new one that dropped on wednesday and getty's also got another one lined up on monday this is true you can read it or don't you know what you should do whatever makes you happy that's what we're about here on super gg radio don't listen to getty just please please go to our website supergggradio.com well we also have a patreon so you should check that out too patreon.com slash super radio nice all right if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, 
Our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the stop backseat hosting of your choice. I think I liked it better with the stop self-promoting. Um, we got a brand here, Joel. I'm, I'm kind of offended by these comments. And I'm not backseat hosting, I'm just providing links. Yes, I actually appreciate that because when it comes to remembering all this stuff, I don't, but if you want me to try and push the show along, I'll do it. All right, uh, so GG Alex. GG Getty. Good game, Joel. Good game. GG Alec. GG. And GG Phil. GG. That's it, everybody. We're out. Super GG out. Mm-hmm.